0: On Sports Talk Sports, 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 More Sports, Ping Pong, Darts, Pickleball, basketball, Curling, Indoor Bocce, and of course, Bowling Sports, Tonight on Sports, Sports,
1: Sports, Sports. Jen, let me ask you this real quick. If a quiz is quizzical, what is a test?
2: (laughs) In your hand or your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So much energy. Put in your booby rocks. Live your best life. Keep doing you. Uh, so much energy! Let's stick together with some high kicks! Bow, bow. <laughs> and we're back! Jeffy is back this week! Welcome back, Testicle Jen, Jeffy! Thanks
1: for having me, Jen!
2: Yes! Welcome back! Welcome to this episode of So Back Energy! I'm your host, Jenny McKinney! And I'm here with my sidekick, Jeff Jeffree Lee Jones.
1: <laughs> Jen, thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, it's always good times. Good to be it back. It is good.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good to be back.
2: I feel like the listeners missed you. I don't know about yeah. that, but.
1: Last week I was editing a Jeff and Ron episode and a Sports Talk Sports full episode. Yeah. Of Sports Talk Sports.
2: Sports Talk Sports!
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. So stay tuned because we'll have some more information about that. Or if you're a member, it's in the bonus content of the member area. So if you'd like to be a member, feel free to go to so much dot com slash member. And then we have the information on that page. Join Perfect. us. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> you get a free cup of Kool-Aid. <laughs> 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 oh, man, Jeffy. All right. What do you got this week?
1: Uh, this week, Jen, not too much. I uh, got a hernia oh. and a herniated disc in my back. <sighs> so I'm dealing with that. Yeah. So, Shouldn't it be
2: like a he instead of a her? Her-nia? Because you're
1: a her. A hymnia? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a hemnia?
2: <laughs> Is that when you sing too much? You pull a hemnia? Oh,
1: <laughs> nope. So I was dealing with that. I'd take my stuff all the way over to dad's because of his foot and his leg, Ugh. broken a- broken leg, ankle, whatever. Yeah. We set up over there for Jeff and Iran. This is kind of funny. Griff's, Griff, my oldest, claims uh, the other day he goes, You know, he goes, I'm just like Papa, and s- except instead of a broken leg, I like girls with a lot of eyeliner. Uh-
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's Not pretty much sp- that's spot on. You're just like, you're just Not like, Papa. even
2: related.
1: But, but okay. no, but besides that, Griff, has been jazzed all week. He cut a lot of negativity out of his life, just negative people, yeah. negative things that kept putting him in negative situation type things. Cut a lot of that out. Since then, his music really has, I think, went up a couple pegs and uh, the quality of his friends and his focused on his t-shirt business and things yeah. like that after he got rid of all the negativity. So he's been amped about that all week. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, on top of that, uh, Andrea got this email. All right. And there's a phone number and you call it and there's kindergartners that give you a pep talk. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I
2: did call it.
1: Did you call that number?
2: The one that I hit was like all the kids yelling, like they were all just cheering and laughing and Yeah. You
1: call it and there's, there's different options on like some, if you want a pep talk, some might just be like, I think it's like listen to a kindergartner sing a song. Yeah. I think it's, but they're all different options and it's free. But that uh, number there is 1-707-998-8410. Okay. But it's, it's some kind of kindergartners giving a pep talk project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some project. And then after you listen to it all, if you feel like donating money, you can, or you can hang up and call back and try other options. But it is a riot. It is a hoot. And it's kindergartners that give you a pep talk. Like, yeah, I'm glad you're just you. Way to get up and start your day. Oh, it yeah. was hilarious. Oh, though. my
2: God. So did is that what made Griff change? Did he call that number and then made some changes?
1: No, that was a separate oh. incident. Oh, I'm not okay. sure what caused him to make the change. Really, he got tired. He had, he had one or two friends that were bailing all the time. Every time they'd make plans, they'd bail and they'd bail. And he just got tired of being let down. So he cut them out of his life. Yeah. And then another friend of his. She was just uh, kind of depressed all the time and a real downer. Okay. So he's like, you know, he's like, I hate starting out every day at school with having to hear an hour of just like. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. You know, and so he kind of cut that out of his life. And yeah, he's been focused on his music, which is good because he had a friend over the other day. And in one night they wrote two songs. Uh, Dang. Yeah, I was psyched about that. Yeah. Real psyched about that. Here's something kind of funny is I've been trying to do some kind of, and I talked about this on Jeff and around briefly, but trying to do some kind of project with my kids musically because they both play guitar. Griff writes a lot of his own music songs, like a lot of his own, all of his instruments. You ever met somebody who just has a skill and you're like, how does that person have that skill? Like I've had friends that are like are train wrecks of people yeah. that can dr- draw really well. Yeah. And you're like, how can you draw me sitting at a Ram's horn with two different colored crayons as a superhero? And yeah. it looks spot on badass? <laughs> But at the same time, you can't even go get your license. <laughs> right. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? So I was talking to both <laughs> my kids about trying to do something musically. And yeah. And Griff was like, oh, have you heard Brandon's news? Like he released a sample of a song he's he's coming out with. And I go, no doubt, Brandon. It's our nephew. Uh-huh. Your, your sister is oldest. And so he played it for me. And I heard it. And I'm like, man, I go, well, I'm not a fan of the music that whatever he's putting his tracks over top of. But I go, I should talk to him and Chuck, see about starting some kind of band. And Griff was like, "Oh, oh, if you're going to do a band, I'd join that." And I go, "What you? I've been trying to do stuff with you and am neither of you guys want to do anything. Right. And I'm like, "Oh, are you starting a band? Can I be <laughs> in it?" I like he come out around the corner, so I'm like, "Well, let me talk to Chuck." and then we talked to Chuck, talked to Brandon, so now the five of us are going to get together and start some kind of band because musically we're all doing different things. Okay, but you know what I mean, nobody's really doing anything I guess except Griff. Griff's always doing something musically himself. yeah. But we had done that. So then M was like, Well, what can I do in the band? I go, Probably play backup guitar. He's like, well, What can I do drums? And I go, Well, if you practice and you want to play drums, you can try drums. That's fine. So he went downstairs, he set up the drums. And Jen, that first night, he figured out how to play the drums. It was insane. And even Griff come upstairs twice that night. And he's like, How does he know how to play the drums? He's like, He's never even sat at the drums. <laughs> He's like, the drums haven't even been set up for most of that kid's life. How does he just set the drums up, dad? And he's all of a sudden starts playing and he's good and he knows what he's doing. He's like, how does he even do that? He's like, Griff's like, I have, those drums have been down there. He's like, I've messed with them here and there. Yeah. He's like, but I'm not a drummer. Yeah. I go, yeah, neither am I. I've tried to drum, but I'm not a drummer either.
2: Right. And he's like,
1: but he just sits down. The second night, they both got home from school and was down there playing drums. Griff went down there. Griff had him lay down all these drum tracks for like two or three different songs Griff's been working on had him lay down all the drum tracks for it. And by the time I got home, Griff was back upstairs, befuddled again. Like how, how does he know how to do that? He's like, and he plays it. He's like spot on. He's like, without me even having to shit, like tell him what drums I think it should go. He's like, right. he just knows. He's like, you know how long it took me to figure that out? Like what drums I even wanted there. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know. So that's just been cracking. That me up is week.
2: hilarious.
1: But here, this is a totally different side conversation. At work the other day, I brought up that. I was like, oh, I was in my house coat and my house shoes. And the guy at work's like, hold on, what? He's like, what do you mean house coat, house shoes? Like, it's like a smoker's jacket? He's like, do you have like a pipe and a, like a Hugh Hefner smoker's jacket? I go, no, my house coat. It's my robe. I go, it's my robe and my slippers. He's like, oh. He's like, you wear a robe and slippers? He's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then this other guy, Joe, went walking by and then Matt. And he was like, hey. He goes, do you guys wear a robe? And they're like, no, what the hell? What I look like? I'm 60. They <laughs> laughed and carried on three of them sitting there. And then another guy come over, he come out of the restroom and he was sitting there. He's like, what are you guys talking about? I hear a bunch of hollering about robes. Yeah. And so Brand was like, Hey, do you wear a robe or, you know? And he's like, no, it's like, why would I wear a robe? So there's five, four of them. there giving me guff about wearing a robe and slippers. All right. Which I'm not ashamed of. I didn't even deny it at that. No, I wear right. a robe. That's comfortable as shit. I don't give a crap. If yeah. I don't go past the mailbox in it, there's no problem with it.
2: Yeah. And so, it's like wearing a towel with sleeves.
1: Right. So there was four of them. All of a sudden, Joe, like maybe a half hour later, this guy at work. Joe comes up and he's like, Hey, he goes, I don't want to say it back there. He's like, but I wear a robe. He's <gasps> like, and slippers. He's like, I don't give a shit. I go, apparently you do because you didn't speak up back there, Joe. Yeah, he's right, like, yeah I don't Joe. Care. He's, like, but, he's like, but us fellow Robians, we got to stick together. I go, what? what are you talking about? About an hour and a half later, Matt was like, hey, I don't want to say it back there in front <laughs> of everyone else. He's like, but he's like, I wear slippers. He's like, I wear a robe in the winter sometimes. He's like, but I walk around the house with just a towel around me and my slippers. He's like, drives my family nuts. You know, he's like, you're doing more at least by wearing a robe, you know. And then the uh, the third guy comes up
0: kidding?
1: like right at the end of the day. We're standing there getting ready to punch out. And he's like, hey, I don't want to say nothing. I go, you know what? I go, if you tell me you wear a fucking robe, I said, I'm going to lose it. And he's like, yeah, I wear a robe. I go, you know what? I go, there was four of you guys there. Three of you guys have already came up to me since then and said you wear robes and slippers. I go, but at the time, nobody wanted to speak up. You just want four of you guys making fun of Jeff and his house coat and house shoes. I go, but but just but so all you of know, you are I go, doing all it. of you guys have come up to me except one guy. The one guy still, the guy who started the whole like, what the hell Yeah. that I work with? He's like, I don't wear a robe or slippers. So he's said the closest he does is he wears those Adidas flip-flop sandals. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just, they're not like flip-flops, but they're yeah. sandals. rubbery. Yeah, he's like, I wear those in basketball shorts. He's like, that's all I wear outside of here. But besides that, the other three guys wear robes and slippers. And now one of them is even calling me Robian. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
2: Stupid. What a mess.
1: I know. That's about what I got going for this week. What do you got going?
2: Oh, man. Well, I want to tell you the super cool story Um, when we went to Doc's Rocks that so Josh's niece and her friend came to visit a week ago and we took them to Doc's Rocks. We did buckets. And it was funny because Lauren was standing at one of the buckets and she started talking to Josh. And I said, hey, do you want to switch places so you can stand next to Hannah and I'll stand next to Josh? You know, I thought she wanted to stand next to her friend. Sure enough, we switch buckets and the very first rock she pulls out of there is like the biggest garnet we've ever seen. Like if you take your middle finger and your thumb and make a C, like you touch your tips together, that's how big this thing was. Wow. And so, but it doesn't mean that's how big it is when you cut it, but the bigger the rock option... It's usually the bigger the inside, right?
1: Yeah, you're gonna end up with a bigger cut.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, we end up going through the buckets. It's a great time. They have an awesome time. They're super excited to get through like sifting their stones and, oh man, look at this. And like, it's so funny because all the workers always come over, you know, because we're always jazzed about whatever we're getting. Then, so we kind of check out and then go to lunch, found this fantastic restaurant called the Ale House, A-L-E House had the best bison burger. Do you eat bison?
1: I probably would.
2: Oh yeah, it's just super lean. I couldn't tell you if I do or not. But But it's like a lean red meat. I'm a fan
1: of most red meats.
2: Yeah, it is. But I think sometimes if you don't cook it right, like it gets super chewy and tough. But this was like fall apart, melt in your mouth. Best burger I've ever had in my life. So that was phenomenal. Then we go over to Doc's jewelry store, okay? So this is where he's gonna cut the rocks. You can get your own stones cut. And Hannah had like this gorgeous purple, like it was white into purple into dark, dark, deep purple. Nice. And she was going to get it cut. So we ended up, we were over there, and I love talking to Doc about rocks, right? Like I ask him the most random questions. And he, you know, I'm asking him, like, what's your favorite stone? What's your favorite cut? What do you love to do? You know, and then I bring other stones that I have not purchased from there for him to look at. Right. So I asked him, what is the largest stone you've ever cut? And he said that um, a 15-year-old came in and bought a bucket. So what what he does is he, he has mining um, facilities like in different states. And so whatever they're mining for, they give him the extras. Like he buys the extras. And then that's how you get the buckets. Right. So 15-year-old kid comes in there, does a bucket, brings him this uh, ruby to cut. He cuts it he was telling me like he was telling all of us that he doesn't like to cut very large stones because it takes more equipment like you know jacks up his blades he's got to keep moving it and things like that he ends up cutting this 10 carat ruby with only one inclusion
1: what's an inclusion So
2: like you know like it's like clarity like how clear is it um you know and if there's like any um cracks or so one little inclusion which is like a I don't want to call it like a mistake, but like it it for being flawless, it just had one little spot in it.
1: Like a hairline fracture?
2: Kinda. Yeah. Right. At the bottom of it. So Doc cuts it, calls the kid, and says, Look, I'm not sending this in the mail. You have to come back and pick this thing up and I want you to take it to get it appraised. I'm not appraising it. So the kid goes and gets it appraised. How much do you think it was?
1: Uh eighteen grand
2: a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. (laughs) Shoot. So right. 15 year old, their family freaks out. They come back and pick it up They're you know, a few hours away and the kid ends up selling it to a doctor who put it in a museum over in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What do you end up getting for it? One hundred fifteen thousand. Oh, nice. But it was a price Oh, I just got chills on my neck. Excellent. Wow, dang. Can you imagine just like getting a, a you know, how much you ever? I think it's like $30, $40 a bucket. And then you get your stone cut, and then it's like you basically hit the lottery. Heck yeah. Oh my God. Like you just can go, well, I would say buy a house, but not in this market. You can yeah, buy a tiny house.
0: Right. <laughs> hmm?
2: But you're 15 and just coming to $115,000. Yeah. I mean, dang. Yeah. But, yeah, he has um some other, like, amazing stones there. Yeah, he ended up, he had a whole trailer. He went to this one house. This lady had a bunch of stuff in her basement, like shale, and it was all fossilized. So he let us pick pieces out of the trailer for, like, a dollar a piece. Dang. Oh, man. Yeah, so cool. But I got some, like, really cool, he has, like, little $5 bins and stuff there. Can you see this one? Oh, yeah, like, that's
1: fairly one? big.
2: It's like a whole cluster.
1: It's like the size of an almond joy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say like a like the half piece.
1: Yeah, the you know the half like? of the almond joy. It's about that. Big. Yeah. Nice. But look, at,
2: it's like a whole bunch of clusters. Yeah. And this is it's for like communication. Yeah, super cool. Nice. Oh man, I just love talking to him about stones and like the scientific properties and how does it change from this to this and right. it starts as this and then oh man, woo good times. Yeah. And then, like I told you, we went to the, we did the Tony Robbins seminar. I'm going to have to wait and be like, cause that's going to be like a whole other situation. I got to like get my notes together and I'm still <laughs> processing all that. You know what I mean? Like, Is that like I think 55
1: hours like, or something.
2: Yeah. 55 hours and four days and a lot of clapping, a lot of jumping, a lot of woohooing, a lot of boohooing. Cause we were crying, laughing. Oh, for like heat's sake. but by the end of it, we were supposed to be doing this meditation and Peanut was having a hard time with the one girl's voice that was doing a meditation. And so she just started laughing and I couldn't stop laughing at her. And it was just, it was a mess. There was, we, we turned regular meditation into laughing meditation and it was <laughs> too much. <laughs> and do you know how like, did you ever have this when the kids were little or like when somebody, you know how like somebody will yell or like, um, when peanut was little, she would get like her, she'd cough real bad from her asthma. Right. But it was like one of those coughs that like hurts your stomach and it's not you. Right. You know what I mean? When you're oh, like, yeah. Ugh. she was, there was one exercise where she was screaming so loud to like get things out. She was screaming in a blanket and I couldn't stop laughing at her. Because of how much she was screaming, and then even Mr. Bill sent us a message like, "Hey, is everything okay over there?" <laughs>
0: like,
2: he could hear us yelling. <laughs> you know that's neighborly love when your neighbor's a chicken. Oh, that's on you. embarrassing. He's like, he's like, "Is there a Michigan game on or what's going on?" And Josh is like, "No, they're in a class."
1: <laughs> like that explains it.
2: Yeah, we're in a seminar together.
1: Nice hilarious so, yeah all right
2: yeah we're we doing a list
1: i do have a list i have a short list you want to take a commercial break come back do a short list yeah let's take a break excellent
0: tonight on sports talk sports 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 more sports hosted by spot the hammer driver i drive home the hammer on sports talk we talk sports talk and sports more sports and talk stick around Killian. Karate! I've pin Join me tonight at 8 kilometers when I interview Jacques Endoven, captain of the Quebec Sports. We get his side of the charges, the abductions, and his road to the Five-pin Championship Cup Series. I get the sports answers by asking the sports question. Badminton! Water! Polo! BMX! Rowing. Sports! 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 sports
2: and we're back good times
1: good times Jen
2: yes super quick I wanted to share that I want I have listened to the episode of listener emails so to this I think it's 127 I think it's episode 127 that is listener emails and when you are laughing so hard that you're like <laughs> wheezing because didn't you have pneumonia yeah yeah but you're like yeah. wheezing and i cannot stop I'm i have had pneumonia like,
0: that
1: week that was like the week before i had a hernia
2: yeah oh too
1: much uh, yeah and you know i've been editing on episode three of jeff and Yeah, uh-huh. and there's a spot in there where your dad or ron jones <laughs> He can't even keep it together.
2: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, it got to that point. (laughs) And then he's like, All right. He's like, Well, I want to see how you're getting from there to here. And we're talking about the history. We do the history of okay uh, of uh, the lava lamp. Yeah. And he's like, what do you know about the history of the lava lamp? And he's like, Oh, I don't know much. I you know, I didn't look any of this stuff up. What (laughs) do you got? And I so I go, All right. And it's funny because the history of the lava lamp. In the beginning of it it starts out with a gentleman uh sitting in a pub and this gentleman is kind of kind of a local he's locally famous but he's famous for underwater nudist films and so when i said that your dad (laughs) lost it he's like hold on he's like what in the f does that have to do with the lava lamp he's like how are you getting from there to here Oh, my gosh, this that episode, though, it was too much. And I'm excited because the episode prior to that, we compiled the list of fantasy sidekicks for Ron Jones. Yeah. And I even kept pitching like, hey, if you get up in the morning and you know, you know, that day you're going to have some action, a little bit of adventure. You're going to meet up with your sidekick. Yeah. Who are you meeting up with? And so we have compiled the list. And then this third episode, we bracketed it all down to just one. Jen. Okay. Guess who oh. it was?
2: I- You got to listen to find out.
1: Yeah, there's no (laughs) way I could tell you. I can't tell you that because it's but his reasoning between trying to choose between two people. Oh,
2: my God. Was
1: too much. It just was too much. His Reasoning like, well, I got to go with this guy because of this. And it makes no sense except to him.
2: I'm so excited that he loosened up. You know what I mean? Like it was
1: it was the first episode and like even recording it. He was like, that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. Yeah. And it's because we just had conversations. Yeah. I got it to where that was like, like it took me three episodes. Yeah. But I got him to where he's just conversationally talking about each subject and asking questions and throwing things out there. Yeah. And like I told him, it is stuff you know because you he does the research and takes the notes. Right. You know what I mean? It's stuff he's already heard or read or found out. And yeah. Just his twist on it. And it right. is cracking me up. God. But I did have this list, and I was going to use it on there, but I didn't get to it. Okay. On there because of his fantasy sidekick. Okay. But I I have a list of six medieval era inventions that have changed the world. Some of them are still around today, but these are from the medieval era. Okay. These are inventions that, because of these inventions, we had huge booms in other technology.
2: Gotcha. Okay. And some, like. what, like, what time frame would that be?
1: What do you mean? The medieval era? Yeah. 1,200s. Uh, oh hail Maybe.
2: okay
1: uh I could be wrong if I'm wrong I'm gonna edit that whole sentence out.
2: <laughs> it's okay I'm not I'm not doing that to test you I'm just asking because if somebody's listening and doesn't know
1: hang on because I'm looking it up okay. I gonna have a legitimate <laughs> answer <laughs> all right what, what what did I say 1200 1200 right. yeah Jen the medieval era <laughs> which is as often. <laughs> The medieval era, uh, a lot of people believe it was 1200 and whatnot. That is totally wrong. It's about 476 is the oh, beginning, shoot. Ad, 476 AD is Whoa. the beginning of the medieval era.
2: Oh, that's like, you're just like 800 years off. It's okay.
1: Yeah. A little bit. It's all right. You're going right. to get that sometimes. So <laughs> this is, this is a short list. Jen six medieval era inventions that changed the world. Okay, Number one, the, the printing press. It's one of the most important inventions of the medieval era uh it's a it's just it's a movable version that you can just take paper make diff- copies of it faster instead of having to hand write copies of yeah it. you know what i mean but the printing press uh number two the coffee house coffee house was initially introduced to europe within the 16th 17th centuries uh, and it gained more popularity across the continent apart from its taste another attraction that it came with was those came with coffee houses were serving coffee people that didn't want to be dealing in alcohol gave them okay. somewhere else to go you can still gather like a bar but yeah for coffee okay um Oh, the wheelbarrow oh wheel yep the wheelbarrow the first wheelbarrows were made in europe from one from the 117 the year. 117 the year Jen. that's when the wheelbarrow was first first made. year 117 Crazy! I know, but that gave people the ability to like move things around easier. Yeah. Eventually with that came carts, things that just move other objects easier. Yeah. uh, Because of the wheelbarrow. Uh, Number four, eyeglasses. Eyeglasses, those uh, gained popularity in the late 13th century. Shoot! Eyeglasses. Yep. Number five was paper money. Paper money uh, was invented during the middle ages. Still very relevant today. Yeah. Used of paper money originated in china and was a replacement for the metal that people used as a means of exchanging goods and services hmm. so yep number six the last one mechanical clocks
2: you know i was just i was gonna ask you that after this list like yep. when was time like when were clocks
1: Yep, until the medieval period, it says, there was no accessible or accurate way of measuring time. In those days, people relied on natural phenomena such as hourglasses, the movement of the sun, and calibrated candles. Uh, The first mechanical clocks were large devices made of iron, a lot of gears.
0: Hmm.
1: They were built typically on church towers or on the communal towers of different towns. These clocks didn't have a dial but used bells. They were publicly available for everyone to see. People simply had to listen to the chime and count it. So every hour it would have that number of chimes and you'd know, you'd be like, well, I just heard it chime seven times about a half hour ago, about 7.30.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine not like you have no concept of time, and then all of a sudden, like you're getting like that's that. I feel like that's when the first stress started.
1: Yeah, that's a horrible invention. And now that I'm thinking about it in hindsight, yeah, the invention of time. Yeah, it would have seemed like it's easier to go on such things like natural phenomenon. Yeah, candles, hourglass. Yeah. Yep.
2: Oh but, man. Yep,
1: six medieval inventions wow. that changed the world.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I like you got to, uh,
2: yeah. Well, because yeah. you're, you're looking holes, you're looking balls, don't work right. Say it, right. Jen.
1: Four eyes? You were going to call me four eyes. I know you were.
2: No, Robian, <laughs> calm down.
1: <laughs> I put my robot so quick my house shoes. God
2: dang, I was. You're, bu- <laughs> you're busy with a heated vest and a drug rug on I right now. I do have
1: a drug rug <laughs> and my heated vest. Hilarious. I can't believe you could tell that's a heated vest on me. It ah. is. I got it on medium right now
2: nice (laughs) all right jeffy you got pep in your step this week
1: uh jen you know i do pep in my step honestly this week because of my hernia i've just been way looking forward to finally seeing a specialist and that happens tomorrow morning
2: all right get your head out of your ass
1: button pep in my step this week's ibuprofen 800 (laughs) and seeing a doctor I sleep so miserably. It's ho- so oh. horrible in the morning. It's horrible sitting down for long periods of time. Like
2: Yeah. I hear you. What did they tell you where it's at? Or no, because no, you didn't I see anybody a, yet. I
1: have a right hernia and a, they're not sure what's going on with the left, but the left is what's causing all the pain in my leg.
2: Did they say like where it's at though? Like el- it, like in your on your vertebrae?
1: Oh, the herniated disc. That's yeah. at the bottom. The herniated disc is at the way bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, cause I'm asking, cause when I had surgery, it was L4, L5.
1: Oh no, they haven't, I haven't even gotten to see a specialist yet. Oh yeah. It's been two weeks. Tomorrow will be two weeks from getting it. Like oh. from it happening to me. Yeah. And when the I went to the doctors or uh, urgent care that day, they called, made me an appointment at a specialist and it was two weeks out. And that day is tomorrow.
2: Dang. Oh man. So tomorrow
1: they're going to look at it, probably do ultrasound and something else and scope around in there, see what they're dealing with. And then set me up for a procedure date.
2: Get it fixed.
1: <laughs> Try and
2: Woo. Woo. But, woo.
1: Yep. That's what's been putting Pat my step. i 800 seeing a doctor. All
2: right. How about, how about yourself? Uh, good times really just like living the best life. You know what I mean? Like, um, we changed some things that we're doing in eating. We're doing a smoothie every day. Like, I mean, I don't know how I can drink more water, but. I mean, that's not possible.
1: Can you put ice cream in your smoothie? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dang. I could get in that. I eye.
2: almost sent it to you because it's like a, it's a um, heavy metal detox, which is oh. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no more Metallica. You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's um like just heavy metals being in your body, you know, and like in your brain. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I got a lot of that.
2: Yeah, so the one guy on the at the seminar we were at, he was talking about how when you get tattoos, there's metal in the ink, and that's actually what's reflecting your tattoo is the metal in the mm-hmm. ink. So when the ink people think that the ink starts to fade, it's not that; it's the metal is actually being absorbed into your bloodstream.
1: No doubt. Who well, it is better that knew. your tattoo reflects you than you reflect your tattoo. <laughs>
2: they so make good tattoo choices. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but just, like, when you look up, like, how terrible heavy metal toxicity is, like, in the right. different things that can go wrong with that, it's terrible. So, we've just been doing a smoothie to, you know, help with that.
1: Smoothie it over.
2: Smoothie. <laughs> yes.
1: I'd rather take a shake and shake it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stupid. All right. Hey. If you want to spend more time with us and you want to join us on some live game nights, fun activities, bonus stuff, we're doing a lot of cool things coming up. (laughs) Jeff Jones didn't send out enough bingo chips, so we got to wait on that. Give you a minute. I
1: had one job, I dropped the ball there. More bingo chips will be on the way.
2: So we would love to have you join our membership. It's a small investment of thirty-five dollars for the year, and that covers. Well, actually, that would per- help us participate in some live events that we want to do. You'll get free tickets to that. Uh, you do not get a members-only jacket, unfortunately. That's yeah, no windbreakers will be sent out, but we do have some fun stuff coming up and planned. So, and that's where you can listen to Jeff and Iran because yep, that's Jeff and that's Aran. bonus material.
1: And other bonus content, Jen, speaking of bonus content, next week's episode is going to be Sports Talk Sports.
2: Yes, Sports Talk Sports. So all you have to do is go to so muchgenergy.com member slash member, and you'll find the membership there. It'll list all the, the fun things that you'll get, or if you want to be a sponsor and get your name out there. So that would be super cool.
1: That's right, Jen. And remember, someone can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone.
2: Okay, well, you sound like you got heavy metal toxicity.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Jen, that's that ibuprofen kicking in.
2: (laughs) All right, thanks, everybody, for being here. If you want to email us, you can always reach us at feelthegenergy at (laughs) gmail.com. Don't be posting that on any bathroom walls. We appreciate that. And we'll see you again next week.
1: See you next week, (laughs) Jen.
0: Next week.
1: Sparks Talk Sparks.
0: Sports Talk Sports! Sports! Sports Sports! More Sports! Hosted by Spike The Hammer Driver! I talk sports and we're talking sports sports and talking more sports and talking. I drive home the hammer, stick around. Sailing! Cavagany! Disco! Tonight, the debate. Back alley betting and its effect on the current standings in the Racquetball Championship Cup Series. The proof. The tape, the racket. Stay tuned. They shouldn't fear the sports questions. I'm not afraid of the sports answers. Butt butt! Competitive fast machine. Shufflepaw. Horse racing. And they're wrong. Whoa! Sports. Tonight Sports